Parsha Themes is for inspired people like you who are looking for engaging and relevant Parsha and Moedim thoughts. Our weekly discussions focus on uplifting thoughts and actionable ideas that will upgrade your Avodah Hashem and enhance your Shabbos and Yantav table. I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Tropper, and it's an honor to have you with me here today. Hello and welcome to Parsha's Devarim. As we begin this Sefer, the Ramban always gives an introduction, and it's just fascinating to read what he says. Uh, each Parsha is an introduction. Each Sefer is an introduction to the coming Sefer. So for Devarim, he has a couple of ideas, but uh, everyone knows that Devarim is called Mishnah Torah, and it is Deuteronomy in English, which means the repeat of the Torah, because Moshe Rabbeinu went over all the laws uh, of the Torah, but not all of them. The Ramban points out that Moshe did not go through Torah's Kohanim. He did not talk about uh, the sugyas of of Sefer Vayikra, which are the Karbanos that the Kohanim are in charge of bringing. And the Ramban questions, why is this? Why are these laws not reviewed? And only uh, other laws throughout the entire Torah are found here. So Ramban gives a simple answer based on Chazal, which is that Kohanim are Zrizimheim. Kohanim are always very steadfast to do their work. And therefore, the entire purpose here is for Moshe to give rebuke and, and remind the Jews of all their responsibilities before he passes away. And so therefore, they need to hear all the different ethics and laws and ideas behind what Hashem is trying to teach the Jewish people. And the more review, the better. But when it comes to the Kohanim, they were given a nod to them because of the fact that they uh, were Zaras, they were very, very meticulous in their work, and therefore it was just sufficient that in Sefer Vayikra, their laws are there, and they'll review that, and they'll know it. And again, we see just an important thing, that when it comes to learning Midos and how to act, the general populace, and even Kohanim also, but we all need review. And there's a very fascinating Gemara, Gemara Pesachim has a whole different discussion about how to move different animals. The Gemara says that you say certain words to animals. Da, da, ze, ze. And the Mukubalim, like the Ben Yada and other Mepharshim, have different explanations as to what this means. But the Meshachachmas has a very simple idea, and it's based on other Chazals as well, that in all the uh, Mamari Chazal that are telling us how to move the animals, so um, what is being hinted to is that each of us has an animal inside us. We have a Yitzhahara that tells us, pushes us away from serving Hashem, and the only way to overcome that animal and to move us forward to do Avodah Hashem is repetition. Duh, duh, and zeh, zeh, and ha, ha, all these different uh, double enunciated sounds that propel a person to do what's right. And the Meshach has an entire shtickle on this, which is just fascinating on that Um And look at the Ben Yoyeda as well if you want more depth. But the idea for us is that we, we need repetition, and that's the idea of Musr, like Rabbi Charles Salanter says, that there's two parts. One of them is just to know the material and understand it, but the other one is to just bring it home. And in all the uh, olden day yeshivas, Musr Seder was about repeating one Mamar Chazal or a few Mamar Chazal, usually one, and just bringing it home until it made an impact on a person. And as we go through Sefer Tavarim, let's understand that one of the lessons here is that Moshe is repeating things because he's teaching with Jewish people Musr, he's teaching them how to live their lives. There's an alternate shot by the Tchilas Mordechai. He's a Mefarish on the Ramban, and he brings up, uh, he opens a Pandora's box. I'll tell you why in a second. But he has another shot as to why nothing from from uh, Torah's Kohanim is repeated here, and only um, and only the laws found throughout other places of the Torah um, are repeated. And he brings down. There's a very famous Chazal, and it's Machlokes how to interpret this Chazal. Uh, we know that the Jewish people died out in the Midbar. All the people that went out of Egypt died. However, uh, Rashi and Bamidbar, um, and later on in Dvarim, actually, uh, in Paragal of Pasuk Gimel, seems to mention that 
B'nai Levi did not die because they uh, did not get punished with Meraglim. They did not sin with Meraglim. This is a big dispute exactly whether it's true or not. But if we say that this is true, then what comes out is that the B'nai Levi, the Kohanim, some of them were Kohanim, they did not die. Most of them, we know Aaron and Moshe and Miriam died in the Midbar, but that was for other reasons. Um, but the other Levium all lived. And therefore, uh, here Moshe was coming to repeat the Torah so that the Jewish people would, re- would remember it and carry it on forever and pass it on to all their children um, to make sure that they knew all the laws. But the B'nai Levi didn't need a review because they were going to be living and uh, going into Eretz Yisrael and they would teach their children all the halachas there later on. But they, they did not need a, a refresher because they were going to be around for a lot longer. So according to that shot, that will be another explanation. But it's just fascinating how the Ramban looks at the Torah and says, well, this is supposed to be Mishnah Torah. It's supposed to be a repeat. But uh, why is it not repeating the halachas from uh from uh, Vayikra. The Ramban opens up in Sefer Devar and Perak Aleph Pasuk Aleph that he wants to know why is it that um, Moshe called together all the Jewish people here? Um, wouldn't that not make sense for him to uh, talk to them uh, one shavit at a time or perhaps to divide them up? But what is it that he called them all? He wanted them all to be a one maimed. And one standing. So the Ramban explains that we know that the entire Torah and mitzvahs are fulfilled with Klal Yisrael. Each one, just like at Mat and Torah, they stood together. Moshe was stressing to them his last message of unity, that the way that Torah is learned and fulfilled is when there's unity. And the Jewish people are a cohesive and powerful nation when they stay together. That is their power. And that's what Moshe was trying to tell the Kol Yisrael, the entire Jewish people. He was trying to bring them together to teach them that lesson. Perak Aleph Pasuk Yud Beis, the Ramban brings down this Pasuk and he gives his own explanation. The Pasuk says that Moshe reminds the Jewish people that I carried you and I was with you through your most difficult times. And he says, Tarchechem, the troubles that you brought me, Masachem, you're carrying you, Verivchem, and all of your fights. So the Ramban says, just al derech pshat, the Ramban says, how do you translate these words? What are they all referring to? And so the Ramban says that Moshe was hinting to three distinct things. And what was that? That when, when Yisro came, he asked Moshe to uh, appoint judges. And um, Yisro explained that there was a need for judges. And Moshe said that you're right. There are three specific roles that the judge, or there are three distinct uh, categories of judgment that the Jewish people need to have taken care of. And that is that to teach the laws of Hashem and their Torah. And this refers to Tarchechem, your trouble. Why? Because it's a very big trouble to teach all the Yotim Mitzrayim, the Chukim and the Torah, and the explanations and all their secrets. So that was Moshe's first goal. And that's Tarchechem, the trouble that I put myself through to be able to teach you guys to be the master, Moshe Rabbeinu, uh, and to instill in you all the Torah laws. Ma'asa'achem, your travels, what does that mean? That means that that refers to the second aspect of what the Jewish people were doing in the Midbar when Yisro saw them. They were They were coming to find God. And what does that mean? That means tefillah. They were, they were davening. And Moshe is saying, Ma'asa'achem, I carried you with my prayers. We know that Moshe davened so many prayers in order to save the Jewish people. So Tarachachem is my troubles that I went through to be your teacher. Ma'asa'achem is that I carried you with my prayers. That's what it's referring to. And finally, Rivchem, 
means to help you with all your fights. That means the, the laws that I had to teach you, the mishpatim, to be, to be the judge for you. And I think that if we zoom out, we see a beautiful idea that in Parshas Yisro, and I'll hear also in Parshas Devarim, that Moshe is teaching us that if you want to be a Rebbe of Kal Yisrael, and you want to be a Rebbe, then you're going to have to do these three things. One of them is to push yourself to teach the students. And like Rabbi Kiva said, more than the calf wants to drink, the mother wants to give. That a Rebbe, a, 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 a Torah a Rebbe, is one that, that wants to give more and more and is willing to be Torah himself in order to teach the Talmidim. The second aspect is Masachem, to carry you with my tefillah. A Rebbe is someone who davens for you. And the third thing is Rivchem. A Rebbe is someone who helps you uh, make shalom in your life, that tries to prevent fights. If he needs to lay down the law with Mishpatim, civil law, he'll help you with that. But he tries to uh, help your life go smoothly and teach you to have the Midos, the and the proper Torah halachas when it comes to uh, navigating your life Shalom as much as possible. Now, a couple of points on this. First of all, as far as teaching Torah, we know that there's a very famous Gemara. The Gemara says that in Doma Harav Lamalach Hashem Tzavakos, if you're if the Rebbe is like an angel, then as you your Torah and Pio, then you should request and learn Torah from him. So the there's a Hasidic Pshat and a Litvish Pshat. The Vilna Gon says this Pshat, and so does the um Pinchas Alevi Horowitz, the Afla says the same Pshat as well. And that is that what's a malach? A malach is someone that is called an omade. He's standing. Why is the Rebbe call, considered a malach? Because a malach has no ability to go up in Ruchnius. He has no free will. He, he is not, he is a messenger of God and he does not have his own free will on his own. And so says the Grah and says the Aflah, beautiful thing, that when a Rebbe is teaching his Talmidim, he needs to be so focused on himself that he's not even focusing on his own Ruchnius. Yes, it's true that a Rebbe grows in Ruchnius by dedicating himself to the call. And yes, a Rebbe needs to focus on his Ruchnius at other times. And a Rebbe needs to be on the ball and working on himself, and he can't be a hypocrite in what he preaches, and he needs to be working on himself to have a Siyat HaDishmaya to do what's right. But there's an element of a Rebbe focusing fully on the Talmud to nurture that Talmud, just like the angel um, does not focus on its own nurturance, but rather on the will of God, and has no free will at that moment, and is not growing. So too, a Rebbe needs to focus at times when dealing with his student, he needs to put his own growth aside and focus on his Talmidim's needs. That is a very important thing. The second aspect of tefillah, we find this throughout Chazal, but we know that Rabbanim have always said that their tafkid in, in being a Rav and in being a Magachir or a Shiva is to always be davening for the success of their Talmidim. And we know many, many great Gedolim that have always davened for their Talmidim. And the last thing, Rivchem, is to teach them how to stay away from fights. That's the entire purpose. That the Rabbanim teach us how to live life b'shalom and to be successful that way. Perak Aleph Pasigirches. So the um, Ramban is bothered by a question there. Ramban was just tying back these psukim to Parshish Yisro, but what's very fascinating is that in this Pasuk, it mentions that Hashem commanded. Moshe to appoint judges to help out as well, in order that the Jewish people should be able to flourish, and Moshe alone should not be the leader uh, to see every single case, because it just was not feasible for the nation. And so the Ramban says, well, why doesn't it say anything about Yisro? So there's many different pshatim. The Ramban brings a few pshatim there, and the Mepharshim actually dispute what exactly the Ramban means. However, uh, one pshat is that, that Moshe did not want to imply that if not for Yisro's etza and telling him uh, to appoint judges, perhaps M Moshe would have just remained the judge by himself, and Moshe was actually capable of doing that. 
meaning that the problem was not in Moshe's capabilities. He was capable of sitting day and night and judging, which is Nasa Shutzelflakos Baruch Hu someone who judges properly. But uh, Moshe therefore did not want to get involved with that. However, the Ramban says something even more important, and that is that because Hashem commanded it, yes, it's true that the Torah itself in Parshas Yisro gives credit to Yisro for coming up with the idea, and that's okay. But however, the main reason that it was done was because Hashem approved, and therefore. Moshe was actually teaching them another lesson, which is that in life, uh, it is very important to think on our own and to come up with different etzas. However, everything needs to be revolving around Das Torah. And had Hashem not approved of the idea, then it wouldn't have been done. And therefore, Yis- Yisra is not even mentioned here because the whole point that Moshe is trying to teach them is that the Rebona Shalom saw fit, that there should be more shoftim that are appointed. And therefore, that is why they're appointed. And everything in the Torah is a lesson for us, Lodoros, that yes, of course, we listen to people's etas, and and we do give credit to people that come up with different ideas. But if it's something that is Ratzon Hashem, then that's why we drag grab onto it and do it. But if it's something that's not Ratzon Hashem, then we throw it away and we're not interested in it. Perik Aleph, Pasuk So, the Ramban here has a dispute with Rashi, a very interesting dispute. So, Moshe is mentioning the Meraglim, and he says that the that there was a defense, and that was Vayomru, they said, now that's important words, because it doesn't say who says, Tova The land that Hashem is giving us is very good. And so Rashi brings down that, that Vayomru refers to Yeshua and Caliph. They're the ones that said the land is good. That's Rashi from the Sifri. However, uh, the Ramban says that um, if that's the case, then what did the Jewish people do wrong when it comes to the Meraglim? Ten people came back and said only bad things about the land, and two people said good. So you listen to the rove, you listen to the majority. Now, of course, Narbonne doesn't really mean this as a full-fledged question because there's many answers as to what they did wrong. But the Ramban just means to say that Vayomru means all of them came back, and they all had nice things to say about Eretz Yisrael. However, the Meraglim then also stated some of the negative and also tried to explain that Hashem was not going to be able to uh, take over the land. And that was the issue, and that's how the Ramban reads it. And... Um, the Ramban's explanation is very interesting. All the 12 of the Meraglim came back, and they all went to Moshe and Aaron, and in front of the Ada, and they said, the land is very good, it's a Vaschal Vazavash, and here's its fruit, of course. And they all agreed that it was good. However, then when it came da- time to talk about the strength of the people in the, in, in, in the land, and to try to make the Jewish people give up, that's when the Meraglim started pushing for their agenda, and uh, destroyed Jewish nation and brought a Bechil Adoros through their behavior. Finally, Perak Bey's Pasuk Lamadalid. The Pasuk tells us that um, they made a Cherem, that when the Jewish people went into Eretz Yisrael, there was times that they asked for peace first. However, the Ramban says that for Og Melech Habashan, why did they not call him for peace? Why not? And the answer is because he came to them trying to fight. He came out ready for war. And before they even came close to a city. And therefore, we could call for peace with people that are showing that they're interested in, in making peace. Um, we know that the Chivi ran away, and they ended up living because they ran away. Um, they were coward in the sense that they ran, but the bottom line is that they did not fight. But Og came, and he came to fight. And that is a very negative trait. If you're trying to make peace, then you don't come out to fight. You come out with peace. And that is an important thing. If we're trying to make peace, then we need to present that peace first, and that is how the Torah is teaching us that 
yes, we're allowed to call for peace. However, if you see that someone is greeting you, then you need to act appropriately. Thanks for joining us. For more Torah content and to make sure you never miss an episode, don't forget to subscribe and visit us at ParshaThemes.com.